Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to talk about today's episode. Today's topic is going to be around accounting, actually. A lot of people would say and think that accounting is a very dry subject, but I actually found accounting to be really logical and it makes so much sense and it makes it's just so nice to almost kind of like put numbers in the places that they're supposed to be and so I want to talk about that especially because in the online arena there's so much context around money being this spiritual thing and I'm not going to discount that I think that there is absolutely something to that messaging in that particular topic but I feel like so many people are going in that direction and there really aren't a whole lot of people who are talking about the actual flow of money and they're talking about the flow of money in the spiritual sense and they're not really covering the flow of money in a actual like this belongs here in this category and this belongs in this category sense. And so I really want to talk about that today because it's something that I took away from this accounting course and I am signed up for accounting too in the spring. So I'm really excited to dive into the the principles that I learned in this first accounting class that I took in the fall semester of 2023. So one of the... Um, one of the very first pillars that is so important in accounting is the equation, the accounting equation. And more or less, it explains the flow of money in that assets equal your liabilities plus your equity. Okay, so lib. Okay, let's just break this down one by one. Assets. Assets are things like cash, supplies, inventory, um, any kind of like skill that you possess, okay? Accounts receivable is considered an asset. So like, let's say that somebody pays you with a credit card. They are, you know, they, the, the credit card company has to pay you a certain amount of money and they'll pay it over the course of three to five business days. It usually takes to hit your account. So that's an account receivable, um, notes receivable. There's, so many different types of assets and different accounts that are considered assets. So your assets are things that hold value that you would anticipate are going to bring your business value in the very near future or that you can basically liquidate in a very quick time frame. So your assets are what make you liquid, okay? And liquidity is really just the term to cover that you have cash on hand to be able to pay for something. So like when you're liquid, you have access to the money. Okay. That's assets. Now we're going to cover the other side of the equation, which is liabilities plus equity. Now liabilities are your payables. Okay. Just like I was saying before, if you were to purchase something with a credit card, that's a payable. You've, you know, willingly said, oh yeah, I'll go into debt for, you know, this. So it's something that has to get paid because you're saying, oh, well, I don't have the cash or the assets on me right now to be able to pay for this. I will put it on credit. So you use your credit with an accounts payable account. Okay. So accounts payable is a liability account, wages payable, salaries payable, notes payable. 
Anything payable is a liability. The other liability that you will run into if you are a service provider is unearned service revenue. So, or unearned ticket earnings. If you are selling tickets and you haven't held the concert or whatever yet. Um, sorry, I just like flipped this guy off and he let me, <laughs> he let me go. I feel so bad. Um, anyways, if you are hosting like a concert or, you know, if you are going to a hotel for a certain amount of nights, then that is considered unearned revenue because you, somebody has booked the portion of time, but because that time has not yet arrived in the span of time, you don't bill for it. So that is why it is considered a liability because somebody might change their mind and cancel right last minute or you know somebody could decide that um, they don't necessarily want to go to this concert and they want a refund so that is why unearned revenues are considered a liability because something could happen and it could really change the flow of whether or not you're going to be getting that cash now the last part of this equation is equity and equity is a bunch of things combined into one little section. It's your contributed capital plus your retained earnings. Now that probably sounds like nonsense mumbo jumbo to you right now, but I'm going to explain it. Okay. Now your retained earnings are going to be considered things like revenue, service revenue. So like if you are a coach and you have a one-on-one session, that's service revenue. Somebody pays for it. Um, you know, before the call or immediately after the call, that's service revenue. Sales are considered retained earnings. Your expenses are considered within your retained earnings section. Now, contributed capital is something different. That's where you're going to focus more on what's called common stock, which is you making an investment into the company. So for example, if you were to take $10,000 and invest that into your company and use that $10,000 to buy inventory that you have $10,000 worth of common stock into the business. And that is part of your contributed capital. Now, the other part of contributed capital is uh, dividends. Dividends are paid out to stockholders or shareholders in your company. Now, if you're a public company, you would have to pay out dividends. But if you're a privately held company, you don't necessarily pay out dividends unless it's part of like, you know, your board of directors, your shareholders, whatever. I don't even know that that's true. Don't even take that. Don't even take me for it on that one. Because if you're private, I'm pretty sure you just don't pay out dividends. But I'd have to, dividends are something that we really didn't go over. We went over a lot about um, statement of cash flows. We went over a lot about income statements. We went over a lot about balance sheets. And the last one that we did a lot of work on was retained earnings statements. So those are the four financial statements that are going to give you a very good idea as to that financial health of your business and the financial health of your company. And so I know I just done like a lot of explaining about a math equation, but I want to go into this really quickly. And I wanted to give you this little brief overview. And by brief, I mean like seven minute overview because it has everything to do with the flow of money and the assets side of the equation has to equal the liabilities and the equity side. So there is never a 
there is never an imbalance. It always has to be in balance. So when you go to, you know, fill out your, uh, you know, your balance sheet, your assets and your liabilities plus your equity should be equivalent. There should be the same amount in dollars of assets as there is in liability and equity together. So like that is, I guess you could call it a spiritual principle captured in accounting. And that is why I really wanted to bring light to it because people oftentimes think that accounting is, like I said, this very dry topic, this very dry thing. And accounting, I think, can be incredibly powerful when you understand the principles and the foundational parts of this subject area. And it could really truly help you in your business to understand what's going to help you in business and what's not. And I think oftentimes because accounting has this, I don't know that stigma is the right word, but because it has this um, view of being dry and boring and, you know, like only stuffy people do it associated with it, it gets like really shitty marketing, obviously. And the marketing is really good for other more exciting things like spirituality and abundance and all of these buzzwords. And I mean, that's really what you have to come to understand the difference between that money when you're talking about it in a spiritual sense, it's more of like a buzzy topic. And accounting does actually show and prove that money is a spiritual thing, but it just doesn't do it in nearly as buzzy of a way. And it comes down, like I just said, to the marketing of it all. And I mean, of course, I'm not going to tell you like, oh, you need to go take an accounting course if you're a business owner. You don't have to. That's why accountants exist. But I think it it definitely does give a very good understanding of a very good foundation to understanding business finances and understanding that money can come from more than one place and it can come from more than just your sales. Okay, like it could come from literally more than just clients or inventory or, um, you know, land or whatever. It could, it could literally come from anywhere. It could even come from, you know, like it could, it could be your assets or it could be your equity or it could be your liabilities. You know, like there is a way for you to generate money off of your liabilities if you find the right way to be able to do it. Right. Because, when you leverage your debt, then sometimes you can make money off of leveraging your debt. But I think that not enough time and detail is given to this because it's so intensive and it's very logical. Like, you know, it's not very, it's not very exciting or sexy. It's very logical. It's very, um, boring. Uh, but it, it's, it all makes so much sense. And that's why I really wanted to talk about it today because really there's no (laughs) explanation in terms of how money flows unless it's the buzzy abundance money that people really want to know about. So that's why I wanted to have a, a quick little podcast on it today and I wanted to bring it up as something for you to consider and be aware of because 
even in such a dry subject, it is still important for those sides of the equations, both sides of the equations to be in balance. If they're not balanced between the two sides, then if your assets outweigh your liabilities plus your equity, then you have a problem in your finances and your finances aren't healthy in your business. And it's really something to be able to look at that equation and to generate even more statements and other, you know, ideas of what's going on in your business so that other people could say like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll make an investment in in your business or no, I'm not going to make an investment in your business. One of the most recent things that we went over before the class ended was the statement of cash flows. And the statement of cash flows literally just breaks down exactly where cash is coming from and where it's going to and how your business is utilizing its main asset of cash. And it's really important because if you have, let's say, so there's three different sections within the statement of cash flows. There's the operating activities, there's the investing activities, and then there's the financing activities. And if all three are in the negative, your business is, you're, you're not going in a good direction. <laughs> but if two of them are in the positive, right? Let's say your operating activities are generating you cash. And let's say also that your investment activities are generating you cash and your financing activities are costing you cash. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's actually pretty, that's pretty good, right? Or if it's the other way around, let's say your operating activities are generating you cash, your financing activities are actually making you money. Like, let's say that you are like a car dealership and you're financing a car, right? Like you're, you're generating money off of that term, that lease term, that contract term, that finance term, whatever it is. So that is one way for your business to generate money. And then let's just say for your investment activities, your investments are taking money away from you. That's still okay because your investments are going to make you money in the future. Ideally, you want all three of those sections to be in the positive, but you take what you can get. So I think it's just really important to like I said, just break down the accounting equation. And that's all that I'm going to do in today's episode, because I think getting into income statements and balance sheets and statements of cash flow and retained earning statements, it's very, it's much more intensive. And I think it's like each one is probably its own episode for a different day. But I wanted to just bring it up because oftentimes people aren't talking about this and they're just talking about abundance and how abundant you want to be and I really, that just comes down to emotions in all honesty. Your abundance is coming down to your internal reality, your internal world. And if you aren't feeling abundant yourself, then you're going to feel lack someplace. And that's, that's all 100% emotional and internal. And that's why it does so well online because it's all generated and rooted in marketing because marketing is going to talk about those emotional things to get you to connect with people. That's how you create those connections. And that's how you really truly want to market because when you market when you're, you know, honing in on those emotions or when you're marketing and you're talking about those feelings or that, you know, persona, then people can connect to that and they'll be like, hey, that's me. How did you know? And then it's like attraction marketing, right? So that's why people talk a lot about abundance and spirituality and money because it's very buzzy and it has a lot to do with connecting with people on a marketing level. There there could be some people out there for all that I know that really truly are rooted in their belief about how spiritual money is and that's totally a okay. I appreciate that and 
I appreciate what they have to bring to the table in terms of their expertise and their knowledge and their experience. But a lot of the time you'll find that it's a very buzzy topic and that's why it does so well. Just like manifestation. Manifestation does so well because it's a very buzzy topic. It's a noteworthy and people want to talk about it. It's interesting and it's intriguing. It's uh, It spikes the curiosity for a lot of people and that's why it, it typically performs so well on social media because it it takes people out of their current reality and it brings them into the what if when people can get into the what if then you open up a lot of different opportunities that way so anyways that's my rant for today I appreciate you listening as always and I am going to hammer home on this until (laughs) the very end of time Uh, if you could take the two minutes that it takes to just leave a review on the podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. I know for a fact that the rating systems on Apple and Spotify have a lot to do with how your podcast is reviewed. And if you could take that two minutes, I would really appreciate it because your girl does not get paid to podcast. So it would be super awesome to see those kind of come through. I do have on the plan for 2024 to have a day where I go over the reviews that are left on the podcast. So in the last remaining weeks of 2023 here, I would be so happy to see any and all podcast reviews come in, especially if you've been listening since I started the podcast earlier this July. I actually, it was funny, I got an email earlier today, I haven't opened it yet, and it is talking about um, the Prosperity by Design podcast in review. So I'm really excited to open that email up and to kind of go through all of the stats and the analytics. I know that I did an episode a while back, I want to say it was in October, about hitting 100 episodes, or I'm sorry, 100 downloads, and I didn't even think it was possible for me to hit 100 downloads, so I'm really excited to see what has happened over the course of this year, and to kind of like play more into that for 2024. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for leaving your reviews and I'll talk to you later.